Hello everybody, welcome in to the revamped, reintroduced Generational Gap featuring myself, Aaron Powers. Uh, my daughter Lucy and I started this a couple years ago, or a year or so ago, and we were doing episode by episode of the show The Outer Banks. And I, we got away from it, and it was mostly because of between seasons of that, waiting for the new season. And I just kind of want to go a little less specific of a uh, of a topic genre. I want us to be able to expand into movies, music, and just topics and stuff instead of being pigeonholed into a single show. So this is the newly revamped Generational Gap. Still, my daughter Lucy and myself. So Lucy, say hello. Aloha! So we'll be tackling a bunch of different movies. She is unhealthily fascinated with the Marvel Universe the Marvel Universe and several really just unattractive guys and girls you said I have better taste in women than men let's be honest that's true that is true she likes the kind of guys that she'll have to defend in a street fight I like nerds yeah but I mean that's cool would you rather me like the kinds of guys that are in prison it's either nerds or prison yeah. What do you call me? <laughs> um, Defender. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Yeah, see? That's what you should go after. It doesn't matter who I'm saying. You gotta type. Exactly. And I'm saying, would you rather me go for guys that... Would you rather me go for jerks? No, you're supposed to go after guys like me, like any girl with daddy issues. Okay, I don't have daddy <laughs> issues. Oh. Okay. You're here and loving... I was just fishing for compliments, actually. Mm, slap you across the face. <laughs> See what I put up with, folks? You're going to hear a lot of abuse on this show. And it's only going to go in one direction. So, That's bullying. <laughs> so, like I said, we got pigeonholed in with the Outer Banks thing. It was fun for a season, but then there's so much time between seasons. It's kind of kind of hard to keep a thing going unless you're going to do a couple different shows. And We'll probably still talk about shows, but I'm going to admit, I never watched season two of The Outer Banks. It's too You watched like the first episode and a yeah, half. Yeah, it's like too teeny bopper for me. I've just seen it all. I don't know. It just didn't didn't grab me. It was fine, but I, I haven't had too many shows that have grabbed me. They're all dead. Yeah. Justified on FX, my favorite show of all time. I love that show. Sons of Anarchy was great. Breaking Bad, all the ones everybody else likes. And there's a lot of them that I haven't seen because I just have a hard time dedicating too much time to a single show. So, you're going to see episodes on Marvel movies. You're going to see episodes on movies from my childhood, the 80s, the 90s. You're going to see us talk about music and hot topics and stuff. And you're also going to see me interview some people outside of this. I've got ideas for doing interviews. I have friends that are kind of famous on TikTok. I have... A lot of interesting people in my life and plan on really branching this out. Uh, I love baseball and I used to fight MMA and I plan on having some baseball players and some fighters on and being able to explore a lot of different avenues and get away from just talking about one show. But we want to make a little intro episode, reintroduce ourselves and so I am, <coughs> pardon me. 37 years old, almost 38, so you know we're out of Iowa, and Lou is 13, 13 and in 7th grade. Lou, 
why are you so fascinated with the Marvel Universe? That's a good question in which um, my friend Ava got really into it and she got me into uh, it. Yes. And like she's the like me and her every time new movies come out we try to go see them together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. it became a way just to like just something really entertaining to me and I love trying to like um just find Easter eggs and I just got yeah you only get to do that once a year though not that kind of Easter egg. oh and yeah, that just passed um. Just ways to find, like, cool things and, like, kind of find out behind the scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I always loved. I grew up, not grew up, I was already out of the house and everything. Before I had cable when I lived on my own, that's when I got really into the Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. Who, for the listeners, if you don't know, that is Silent Bob from Jay and Silent Bob. Um, I actually saw Mallrats first, but Clerks was his actual first movie. And uh, after I saw Mallrats, I remember a kid in my school rented it. None of us had ever heard of it. And he came to school on Monday going, Have you ever heard of this movie Mallrats? And then every weekend it became a race to see who could get it from the video store first. Wow. And they would tell us. Now Brandon already came and got it. Oh, son of a bitch. And you'd be so mad. And you'd call him up. Dude, you take it back. Let me know. And uh, through that, talking to... Our cousin Lee and telling, asking him if he's ever seen it, and he was like, "Dude, have you ever seen Clerks or Chasing Amy?" And I was like, "I have not." And then I saw those, and when I had my first apartment, I had no cable, but I had bought all those DVDs, mm-hmm. and so I watched them. I watched the extra stuff. I watched uh, most DVDs have the movie, but with the commentary over top of it. Yeah. And I watched that, and then Kevin Smith put out a DVD where he went from. To school, like colleges, and did these question and answer things where he was up on stage and people would come up to the mic and ask questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was this like two part DVD, and he, he, it was basically between all the questions, you learned everything about how he made those movies. Yeah. And so, all the little inside stories there's a scene in Mallrats where Jay and Silent Bob are getting chased by a security guy, and then Jay says, Son of a bitch is faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. Walt Flanagan is Kevin Smith's buddy who actually plays a little role in the movie, but that's his (laughs) real name. (laughs) And There's all kinds of little Easter eggs like that all throughout that. The last name thing I was telling you about, the guy who plays Dante Hicks in Clerks, in every Jane Silent Bob movie he's in it in some capacity with the last name Hicks. Mm. And so he's Gil Hicks in one movie, he's something Hicks in one. In Dogma, he's even like a British reporter and his last name is Hicks. That's cool. Yeah, Kevin Smith's the man. <laughs> so, Lulu, do you have any questions for I? Um, what? Oh. <laughs> what? For those of you who aren't looking, she just assaulted me. No, I didn't. She did. She poked me with a cattle prod. <laughs> All I said was, oh. <laughs> or maybe she ripped some tape off me. Yeah, I ripped tape off you that you put on me first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was basic training like? Ooh, basic training. Tell me about that. You know, uh, for those of you, uh, out there, I was in just the National Guard here in Iowa City. Nothing spectacular. Actually, never deployed. I, uh, just happened to get back right at get back from basic right after that unit had gotten back from a deployment, 
And by the time my contract ran out, they had split into another uh, battalion, and I was luck of the draw. I had, we had the bad floods here the one year, and I did. I helped in those, but I never actually got deployed. But um, basic training was, so my older stepbrother had gone through it probably five years before I did at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. And from his letters, you would have thought it was torture. <laughs> and But in my head, I always knew a lot of people who had gone through it. And there are just people that I'm like, <laughs> if he can get through it, I can get through it. And so that was in the back of my head going in. Like, yeah, this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. This is going to suck. But I'm going to go in there with that. I'm not going to go in expecting it to be easy because then it's all going to seem terrible. Mm. I'm going to go into it knowing that this guy and this guy that I know, who I know I'm bigger, stronger, faster than, or whatever combination of those things, I know Josh made it through. I'm going to make it through. I know this guy made it through. There's no way I can't make it through this. And then, I mean, I got lucky. My drill sergeants were really cool because there was another drill sergeant in our company mm -hmm. for one of the other groups that was horrible <laughs> I got very lucky I didn't get him my drill sergeant I actually still have one of them on Facebook <laughs> um, yeah it was it was a trip though because when you get there your first week is called reception and you go to one one place and I was at Fort Benning in Georgia and <laughs> I was infantry too so like if you were gonna be a medic you would go for nine weeks of basic training and then you would go to a different base for your training for that. Fort Benning is the home of the infantry. And I was infantry, so I went, I did my basic, we got a 36-hour pass, and then we came back for five more weeks, which was our, uh, I think it's MIT, if I remember right. Oh, man, I can't remember. It's been <laughs> a long time. <laughs> You're training for your actual job, because nine weeks is just basic training, and then your actual training starts after that. So depending depending what your MOS is, your job in the, in the Army, depends how long that training is going to be. Mm. So since I was infantry, Fort Benning's home in the infantry, nine weeks, you get a 36-hour pass, come back, you got five more weeks of just basically more intense basic training. Mm. And it was, I'll tell you a crazy story. First of all, reception, you're down there for a week, and bit by bit they're kind of introducing you to drill sergeants. You're getting a little more of a feel for what it's like being around a drill sergeant. And then, man, they're issuing you gear and everything, so that way when it's time to go down range, as they call it, you have all your stuff, your rucksack, and all your luggage is all packed up. Mm. And you've seen those green duffel bags, the Army duffel bags, of just plain Army green. Yeah. Everybody had, I think, three of those. And all you have on that to distinguish it from other people is they give you, like, a stencil, and you have to use the letters and put your name on it just with a Sharpie. So mine said, like, A powers, and I think it might have my social on it or something, my soldier number, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, so we load them all in the bottom of these vans, and we're all terrified because we know that we're heading to basic training now. And they get us on this bus, and it seems like this forever drive. And you get there, and you get out, and they're yelling at you to get into formation, and while this is going on, they're telling you to pull the bags out. Well, all these green bags that all look alike are all in the same area. They tell you leave them. They bring you out into, like, where our area is going to be. Man, I can't remember too many terminology now. I've been out for a while. Mm -hmm. But they bring you out into, 
your battalion floor and start calling names so you know what platoon you're in. You know, Jones, Bowers, whatever you have. So I, I, we get all our platoons set up, and now the drill sergeants tell us, you have, uh, it might have been a minute, it might have been 30 seconds, to get over there, get your bags, and get back. Oh my God. Now picture a mountain of identical bags. And mm-hmm. the only thing you can do is look for your name on the side of that. And so the first time through is a mess. It's almost a fight. People are pushing people out of the way because you know, like for some reason you think that you're going to get yours and get back there. It's not going to happen. And then after the second or third time when people realize, oh, who's Jones? You? Here. The pile gets smaller a lot faster. And so it takes time. And that's what basic training is for the most part. Like the first three weeks, they, I think they call red phase. And you're getting shark attacked by drill sergeants. You can't do anything right. And then once people start working together, mm-hmm. that's when drill sergeants back off and it becomes more about training. Mm-hmm. That first few weeks is breaking people down. There's a lot of pride down there. A lot of, a lot of guys go in wanting to be the toughest, baddest guy, especially I was infantry. And, like, we knew that we were going to do combatives. We knew that we were going to do boxing. We knew we were going to do all that kind of stuff. So that's, like, the very first day, and you're just getting smoked. You just live in push-up position for, like, three weeks. And then once that goes, and then you start learning, like, I, I could still to this day install a Claymore mine if you gave me one. Like, there's a lot of stuff I could still wow. do. Like, land navigation and all that kind of stuff. And... I would say I had fun at basic training. Like, I made great friends down there. I still keep in touch with a couple, and that was 15 plus years ago. Yeah. Around 15 years ago. And uh, it's really, it's really interesting, to, like, uh, psychologically to see the way people buckle under pressure and the people that don't, the people that do. Mm-hmm. But, so, you get assigned one more story, and then we move on. You get assigned battle buddies, and it's just alphabetical. Your order, you know, it's just just a barracks, just two lines of bunk beds, and the area in the middle of the floor is called the kill zone. Nobody walks on the kill zone except everybody walks on the kill zone as soon as the drill sergeant's not looking. Mm-hmm. And, um, but <laughs> my battle buddy, his name was. His last name is Price, so Price and Powers. That's why we got paired up. 17-year-old kid from Utah who thought he was like a gangster. (laughs) White kid. And (laughs) this kid, I could tell he had had probably been in trouble and stuff before, but he uh, has this picture of this girl in his locker. And, like, after so many weeks, he gets it in the mail. You know, we're always showing pictures in the mail and sharing letters and stuff. And he, he shows me... Picture of this girl says, This is my cousin. I'm like, that's cool, man. A few weeks later, we get a pass. He comes back. He bought a ring and he says, I'm going to ask her to marry me. And I said, Your cousin? And he said, Well, she's not my cousin, but like our moms are like best friends. So we're like, Would she like my cousin? Okay, then. I mean, that's a weird way to introduce her if that was ever on the table. But, yeah. okay, man, I guess she's not blood. That's, that's good good for you. So, that at that point, it was close to graduation. Or close to the end of basic. 
so close to the end of our nine weeks. And then we got that 36-hour pass. Some people had family coming. Some of us were just going to go get hotels. Mm -hmm. You can get taxis anywhere. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. And this kid had this girl and his mom coming down, I think. Whatever. I know she was coming to town, allegedly. So a bunch of us get a hotel. We go party. Mm -hmm. And, like, the drill sergeant just gave us the whole speech. Because you're not supposed to go into bars or anything in your fatigues or any of your army clothes. So, because you represent, Mm. you know, it's just the same as most workplaces. You know, if you're going to go drinking after work, take your uniform shirt off. Yeah. It's understandable. And so, (laughs) we don't have civilian clothes. We have our debit cards and whatever, because they gave us our money for the time while we're out. Mm -hmm. And we're getting, you're getting active duty army pay the whole time you're there. And you can't spend any money, so it's all just building up in your account. So they're like, we know you're going to go get your beer. Don't go to the bars because we're at the bars. And I was 21. I was a little late going there. But um, <laughs> so we go have this pass. We come back the next day. And he tells us that he asked her to marry him. And we're like, you moron. And he's like, she said no. And we're like, yeah, because she thinks she's like your cousin. Uh, you know, whatever. And, and so then a few days later, all of a sudden, dude, that ring is missing. What? Yeah, somebody took it. Man, it wasn't me. You're welcome to look through my locker. Because, of course, our lockers are right next to each other. We share this area by mm-hmm. our bunk. I said, I had to touch it, man. Look through my stuff. And he, he looks through my stuff. But, like, you know, he believes me. He doesn't think I'm going to do that. But then he starts telling people. And then some of the dumber guys in the platoon start giving him money. He got like a couple hundred bucks because like three or four stupid guys that had had cash on him still from us being out gave him money. And (laughs) this dude who uh, that was in our platoon who is actually a teacher in Indiana now, really cool guy, uh, Sung was his last name. He, uh, he grabs me one day, a couple days later, and he's like, dude, I just saw your boy Price put that ring in his locker. I said, shut up. <laughs> he goes, yeah, dude. And, and so we, we divide, he goes, I saw me put it up under the lip. Like, you reach in the door and up mm-hmm. and back. He put it up under the lip. So we devised a plan. So there's fire guard. You know, there's always fire guards up at night. You have to have two people up for an hour. They wake the next two people up. And, uh, and then there's CQ, which is... Uh, you're actually at the battalion desk. So you're at like the main desk in case people call those lines you need to transfer them to whoever, but has to be someone there all night. So we have people on CQ duty too. Mm-hmm. So we devised a plan. We kept our locker keys on the top of our canteen. Mm-hmm. Well, he's sleeping. We take the key off his canteen. Then we wake him up. Dude, dude, you got CQ duty. You got CQ duty. So he takes off in a hurry. We have his key. He's gone. We open his locker, reach in, boom, here's the ring. A few minutes later, he comes back. Man, I don't have CQ. What are you guys talking about? We're like, what the hell is this? Confront him. Had this whole thing. And we're like, dude, you're, you're done, man. We're telling the drill sergeant in the morning you're out of here. And nothing happens. He doesn't try to fight us all or anything. Next morning, we tell the drill sergeant. And he is just dumbfounded. Like, what am I hearing right now? Like, of all the things he thought he'd walk into that morning. And uh, <laughs> so... 
We end up the company commander has to come up there, God. and this dude basically makes him give the money back, and then goes, "This never happened. <laughs> this kid doesn't get kicked out or nothing." They still tried wow. being friends with me after. Uh-uh. I'm like, dude, I don't want to know you anymore. That's funny. But yeah, basic training was a trip. I got my fastest two mile ever. I ran two mile thirteen fifty in my last PT test. I can't run fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Any other questions? Um, not right now, I don't think. All right. Ah, so, Lou, I know why I want to do this, why I want to have a podcast, why I want to speak to the people. Uh-huh. Mostly because of these golden pipes and my beautiful voice. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You're just really not working with that much in the voice department, so... Dang! (laughs) That's mean! I'm just kidding. Of course you are. I love your voice. Uh, But what kind of things are you wanting to do on this show? Who are you wanting to reach? Who are you wanting to speak to? Uh, I don't know. Are we going to tell your friends about this? We're going to get the we'll North see. Central Junior High. Oh my God, in. that's kind of scary, man. I think we should. Sure, I'll promote it on my Instagram and my Snap. There you go. Um. <laughs> Which, if you're an adult, don't follow my daughter. I will fight you. <laughs> I will. Um. I just like spending time with my father. I like that answer. So... Our next episode, we're either going to be doing, I think we're going to do Uncharted first, and we may get my son, Dylan, involved, because he played the video game. We watched the movie. I played the video game a little bit with him, so we got a little cross-generational cross, uh, thing going. And then Splitter Flipper Vans. And then the Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah? Oh, I got it. <laughs> Featuring Tim Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland. Tom Gollum. Thomas Stanley Holland. That's how that's what that spells. <laughs> so, uh, and we're gonna. I got a whole list of old movies. I want to do like some movies, the the original and the remake, that kind of stuff. You mm. know, because there's ones from my childhood that are remade now. We can watch and compare. <laughs> oh, here's a good. One. Here's here's a good one. I was thinking of. We can wrap up with this. They made a movie about you. Oh, God. Who would play you? Who, who would play, play me? me? Who would play your mom? Oh, God. Who would play the immediate family? Is that your thing? Uh, yeah. You know, however yeah, many yeah. you want to think of right now. Okay. God. I think. Of, like, child actors. I think Gwyneth Paltrow would probably play you. Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. She's Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Why? She's very gifted. I think she could play 13. Lexi Rabe. What is she from? Um, she plays Tony Stark's little little daughter. Okay. She played like little me. Okay. Okay. She's like seven. Nice. Good actress. Little cutie. Even though she's she has like black hair though, but she I think she played like little little me. Little Who do you think would play me, and why is it Ryan Reynolds? It's not Ryan Reynolds. What? <laughs> Seth Rogen. No, I'm. I get it. I get it, but. Come on. He's literally Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen and Colin Jules' son. <laughs> but I, I can, 
fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, maybe mix like give me a little something mixed in there. Damn. Dave Bautista in there. <laughs> I'll take that. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, wait, what's his name? Who um. The uh the grandpa in um Whoa. In, no, no 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 in um um in, in Breaking Bad in like, Modern Family the grandpa and my Fred Willard you have his fighting abilities oh Ed O'Neill yeah Ed O'Neil. you knew who I was talking O'Neil. about <laughs> well yeah. Fred Willard played Phil's dad oh no 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 <laughs> I, I meant Claire and Mitchell's yeah, dad I'll, I'll take I'll take you Ed have O'Neil. his fighting abilities I'll take Ed O'Neill black belt and jujitsu that's why I said that. <laughs> Uh, Who am I a mix of? I think, other than you and my mother. Yeah. Well, 23andMe said that that's pretty definite, except for 0.07%. <laughs> you are only 0.07% yourself. Dang. <laughs> uh, I know what parts do. <laughs> man, I'm trying to think of, like, child actors. Exactly. It's so hard to think of child actors. They're out there. They're working. We just you don't watch as many like Nickelodeon shows and all that as we used to. I used to know a ton of JoJo Siwa's gonna play me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, she's like twice as tall as you. So, Uh, she's like five something. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow's gonna play your mom. Too tall. Well, we're gonna have a hard time. Shakira is gonna play your mom. (laughs) I mean, works. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Seth Rogen's gonna be you. Oh, Shakira and Seth (laughs) Rogen. Um, Caleb oh. and Sheeran. Yeah, we need a skinny ginger. Yeah, Sheeran. There's plenty of skinny gingers out there. Dylan. With Eddie Redmayne for Caleb. <laughs> Dylan. 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 Hmm. This is very interesting to the people because they don't know what Dylan looks like. Uh-uh. <laughs> Dylan's voice is a little deeper than mine. He's 17. Mm-hmm. He's a handsome devil. <laughs> there, he just passed through. <laughs> um, who would play Dylan? I think we're going to go back in time and get Chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the little shirt thing. That, ooh. <laughs> it's hard age-wise. I would mm-hmm. totally have... Yeah, the voice doesn't match. I was going to say... He's the, the younger guy in Hot Tub Time Machine that I can't think of his real name. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. No, he was just in Hot Tub Time Machine. Who does he play? Oh, the bully, that's right. Yeah, because I saw that he's like, is it? Yeah. He's like, Another oh, he's some douchey guy. Unhealthy suspe- uh, suspension, <laughs> obsession that Sebastian my daughter has. Sebastian Stan. Stan. Man, oh man, you're looking oh. good. You're going to rape all them ladies, right? You know what it says? <laughs> Don't ever disrespect him and Anthony Mackie like that. That's a cute romance. Oh, it's... Sebastian Zan and Anthony Mackie need to meet Shamar Moore and Matthew Gray Googler. Oh, my God. Those four together in a movie mm. would be chef's kiss. What if they were in a movie that was there like was an earthquake? A double they, gay couple movie. If like they were in like a movie roommates. and there was an earthquake, they called it the salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Not too much? And canceled before episode two. <laughs> uh, 27 minutes and already canceled. Uh, cancel culture. We should talk about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. I'll tell you about cancel oh culture. Oh my gosh. You can get canceled for anything now. Yahoo Fantasy Sports doesn't care, though. Seriously. That thing was crazy. I had a guy in my fantasy baseball league, folks. Fantasy baseball. Free. Free fantasy baseball league. Watch him be listening to this. Oh. <laughs> That'd be surprising. So, another member of the league 
starts sprouting off about somebody cheating. And then he gets blocked from the message board. And everyone else in the league who's actually active is trying to figure out what's going on. And the guy he accused goes on a huge tirade against the league, anti-trans, anti-gay slurs, just directed at nobody. People are saying, dude, why, why are you taking it down this route? That's not necessary. That's not okay. We're not down for that. And he just leans in harder. I said something about him having a juvenile personality and called him the little guy. And then he sends me a personal message, says, little guy, want a picture? And then he emailed me a no, not a picture. Two, two pictures of his penis. She didn't see him. You sound like you know. <laughs> she I, did not yeah, see I'm not. Him. I don't want to. And of course, me being me, I just start making fun of him and telling him how small it is. And it carries on for literal days. And over I, a week. Yeah, I complained to Yahoo, and all they say is we don't do anything to private leagues. You need to write the commissioner. Well, the original cheating allegation is that this guy. The commissioner's team and another team are all coming from the same IP address, meaning that he stacked the league by owning three teams so he could make sure all the good players funneled from those three into one, and of course that one is in first place, and Yahoo has done nothing. And I have gone to message boards about fantasy baseball and posted about this and found other managers that are like, oh yeah, I've dealt with that guy. And he's got a reputation, and Yahoo is doing nothing, so... That's another reason for making a podcast, because I think I'm done with fantasy sports. <laughs> I have been soured on them a lot this year. Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, celebrities even getting canceled for the stupidest things. I think it was a few years ago. Matthew Gray Googler, um, who is Spencer Reed in Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. he played um, Simon and Alvin and the Chipmunks. I don't know. Seminal role. <laughs> but, um, uh, I think it was like 2018. People were trying to cancel him because he said the R slur in like the early 2000s on Twitter. Right. Before it was as demonized as it is now. Mm-hmm. And just anything that's old like that, especially if it was said in a public context like that. Oh my gosh. And there's one thing, like, um, my cousin loves Vinny Hacker, and this is something that me and her have talked about a lot, is any girl he, like, even comes in contact with or starts to maybe talk to, and the fans find out, his fans are so crazy, if they find out, they will go seep so deep back on this girl to where they make her want to kill herself. Like, they will send her so many death threats and terrifying things. And they do this because they think he's going to date them? Yeah. There are some crazy fans that think that celebrities are going to date them to where they have a girlfriend or they start talking to somebody and be like, F this girl. Like, we need to find some serious dirt on her. Like, the craziest things people will do because they think they're going to, like, date somebody. See, the internet gave everybody a voice, and not everybody needs a voice. That's true, though, Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. And, I mean, just the the things, like, not to dive into it this late into the game, but the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Yeah. What bothers me about that is such a big comedy fan. You know how many people that are out there that are going to think it's okay to go up on a stage now? 
If you go to a comedy show, you might as well be signing a waiver that you might get made fun of, especially if you're going to sit up front. Yeah. That is part of the gig, which obviously Will Smith didn't go to a comedy show, Mm -hmm. but... It's Chris Rock. And there are so many worse things he could have said. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a few other people make this point. He doesn't have a medical chart. He doesn't know. Yeah. I don't know for sure that Chris Rock knew she had alopecia, but I don't want to go down that road too much, but that's a bit... The thing with uh, privilege and people feeling like there's not consequences for things, too. And even just, I mean, something as simple as texting and driving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never happened to me until it happens to me. You know, like, (laughs) I get a text, it's fine. I drive fine that way. No, nothing's just happened yet. It only takes one kid walking out in front of you for you to have run over a kid. Yeah. There was um, a few months that I was uh, that I kept watching like old like Wild and Out videos, and literally part of one thing they do is, uh, one guy will literally um, make fun of people in the crowd, mm-hmm. and like it's not like any of them have ever gotten like pissed off at it. Like they will laugh about it because right. they're like, like look at this shirt, like where'd you get this or your hair, like you, your hair oh, like further love it. back I would than love the. It if a comedian picked on me. Oh my god, it's so funny. Uh, DC Young Five. That's who always does it. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny just hearing this just big freaking Slenderman looking guy <laughs> just go in. Look at you. Like your hairline. You look like a pineapple. Like all this oh, yeah. like random stuff that he can come up with. And like other guys like up on it. Like up on stage will like come in with it. And they're just crying laughing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's some of my favorite. And that's yeah. Uh, it, it, there's so many things now, and as well, like, even, like, Facebook with, like, their censoring, they're just hot-button words. Mm-hmm. People hear you say it, and they instantly go, you're racist. Well, no, I'm trying to have a conversation. I read yeah. the context clues around it. You have to hear the whole sentence, not just he said that word. Which, yeah, that is also because of their algorithm. Yeah. And, like... That's um, why so many people put, like, a space in certain words. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, like instead of the... Like, instead of this letter, do an at sign or whatever, like... Right, right. Um, like, a lot of times on TikTok, you can, like, in your comments, you can filter your comments. So, if this word is said, or, like, if these words are said, it'll delete the comment. Yeah, yep. I've seen a couple of those. I know I'm getting... I'm getting really burnt out on all that kind of stuff. What about the voice on TikTok? Ugh. <laughs> The, is that the only voice they have? No, they have like eight or nine. Then why don't people change it? Because I've only heard like one other one. That stupid lady voice. The um, one where you can like have it like read captions or whatever on in videos. Oh, everything. And like, it's especially when it's like someone trying to like, <laughs> my brother got back from Iraq. He's missing a leg. <laughs> like, yeah. when it's like serious stuff and it's this stupid voice. And like, you can, you like, you have to manually go in and have it say the voice. Like, it's not like every <laughs> single time it it's just gonna random. Yeah, it doesn't automatically give you the voice. Like, you have to Whoa. go in there and have the voice pop up. That's funny. I want to get a job being the voice. <laughs> I think they should. Uh, which there. Just the internet's crazy. Like, it's scary. Yeah. The, this whole fantasy baseball thing, the amount of stuff I found out about this guy, he's a realtor in San Diego. I found his phone number. I could uh, call him. I could call him. 
I mean, for all I know, Later he found episodes. mine. <laughs> like, I found his Facebook in a matter of seconds. As soon as he emailed me and I had his full name, because his full name wasn't on Yahoo, I found his email, I Googled him, I found what realty company he had worked for, I found his ex-wife, I, I could have emailed her. I mean, all that. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that's like, if you want to have any kind of professional presence, you kind of have to be online now, which just makes you more vulnerable to that. So you almost have to have something like a VPN or something. I never thought I needed one. But after that, I don't know what kind of digging that guy's doing. Now I want to get one. You really, like, you don't even have to be tech savvy to get into this stuff. No. Like, how easy it is even, like, I could find people's height in mm-hmm. two seconds. Like... I can oh, find celebrities, that's Which stuff, so. I can find people that barely are even counted as celebrities. Yeah. Like, I could find, um, like, I found, uh, what is it, on Akinator. I got Matthias mm-hmm. um, from High Five Studios. I got, like, his daughter on Akinator. Yeah. And it guessed it. That's super weird. Like... She's the the daughter of a semi-famous person. Yeah, like, it's crazy the things that you can get. Yep. And that's why you need ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be awesome. For real. So, I think we'll call that good for an intro. It was only supposed to be about 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) But you'll get more stuff like this, some of these hard-hitting discussions, a little more planned out, because this was all kind of off the cuff. Uh, Coming up, we'll have episodes on Uncharted, the movie slash game. We'll have Spider-Man, not into the multiverse, but No Way Home. (laughs) And I've got a whole list of old movies like Red Dawn and stuff like that. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about issues. I'm going to hopefully have some Cedar Rapids Colonels players on. Cedar Rapids Colonels, that's a good time, dog. You got it. We're going to branch out we're going to bring in a lot of different angles uh so thanks for listening everybody and we look forward to bringing you some more entertainment